vegan and plant-based business owners and entrepreneurs were often adapting to a new reality. This new podcast series from Vegan Mainstream is an opportunity to help you when it's time to pivot. These interviews will come from inside and outside of our community, and I hope as your host, Stephanie Redcross West, I can inspire you and give you the tools that you need to move forward. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to our next interview. This is an opportunity for us to not just talk about businesses, you know, talk about vegan businesses, but also talk about businesses that are environmentally conscious, that are really making sure that we're not just producing amazing products that we all know and love, but making sure we produce them in a responsible way. And I'm really excited about having our guest here today, Angie, because I really think we can maybe peel back some of the layers and get a little bit of insight into how and why Angie started her business, but even kind of some of the ups and downs of creating these businesses. We know that our communities, our society wants more and more of these businesses, but we still have to displace the other brands, the other businesses that many people either have been using for a while or unfortunately are taking up space, but at the same time, not taking care of our earth and our planet. So I want to talk about, you know, what do we do to get more visibility for businesses like Angie's, making sure that these brands are not only soaring, but individuals are truly embracing the idea that a business and a brand not only has a responsibility to the customer, but also responsibility to us kind of worldwide in making sure that we're all making a better world and a better place. So first, let me say, Angie, thank you so much for joining me today. Very happy to be here, Stephanie. Thanks. So let's give everyone a little bit of background. Before I start jumping in all the details on why and what, and, you know, just throwing questions at you, let's give people a little bit of introduction of your business. So tell them about Tangi and tell about what you offer and why you started the business, why you had this calling for it, and what was really kind of your passion behind it. And then we'll talk about, you know, life today and life maybe in the last couple of years and some of the maybe amazing things you have planned in the future. Sounds good. Um, So just a little bit of background is that I think like a lot of people when they start their business, it's something that affected them personally and they want to find a solution for it. And that's no different than my story. I am a redhead, very sensitive skin my whole life. And when I started developing some skin irritations that I thought was from store-bought products, I decided to do a little deep dive and see what could be causing that and how could I resolve that for myself. And the issue came up of laundry detergent. You know, I'm washing my clothes every day in it. I'm wearing it. I live in Florida. We sweat like, you know, 10 months out of the year with the heat. And I began to think more about that. You know, the logical aspect of our skin is like a sponge. Not only am I letting stuff out, but what am I taking in? And that's kind of where it started for me was, let me see if I can improve this situation for myself, maybe even resolve some, you know, issues. And I just started tinkering away in my garage researching ingredients, seeing if I could make a laundry soap that worked for me. And I did. And I then started exploring more cleaning products around my house. You know, it's kind of like that when you see, you know, you buy a red car, 
then suddenly all you see is red cars. You know, it's like you become much more hyper aware of those things around you. And I think that's what started happening for me. And I was fortunate enough to be given the opportunity to take some time and say, could this be an actual business? Or is this just something that I would do on the side? And I was fortunate to be able to turn into a business. Now it's been years. It's been a very long road turning it into, you know, an established profitable business, but it has been a really good journey along the way. And, and I've been able to solve more problems for myself along the way and learn more to implement in my personal life, which fortunately also leads into my business life. So what I've done is I've not only made good household cleaning products and personal care products made out of natural ingredients, but I've also transitioned them away from any plastic packaging. I've gotten rid of the bottle for, you know, liquid laundry soap and the bottle that's normally required for like liquid hand soap. And those are big changes in my business that really started to set me not only apart from my competitors, but it allowed me to be in alignment with more of my business, how I was showing up in my business and how my business was showing up in my personal life. Because I choose to be, you know, more thoughtful in my purchases and packaging when I'm in my home. So that really started to show up really nicely in my business as well. Did you ever struggle with how to do it? Meaning a lot of times when we're building businesses, we know where we want to be. We know back in your case, you wanted to have a business that kind of aligned with that idea of zero waste. You know, how can we take some of the waste that's in our products out? But did you ever struggle with you know, being able to find the right people to help you go down that path? Did you ever have doubts on, should I do it now or should I do it later? The reason I'm asking is I think for many of us as business owners, we know where we want to go, but how quickly we can get there, when's the timing right, when is the market ready for it? Those are all things that we're faced with that sometimes make it hard to make not only the right decision, but the right decision at the right time. Did you have any of those experiences that you could share with our audience? Yeah, I, I think the most impactful one and the one that always comes to my fore, fore mind when I think of that question is when I knew that the plastic waste, or the more, more importantly, the plastic bottles that I was putting my product into when I realized how wasteful they were. See, I got into this whole thing of natural ingredients because not only are they better for us as the consumer and what we're putting in and around our bodies, but it's also just better to be more in tune with nature and our, and our planet and our you know, environment. And once I started asking myself, where are these bottles going? And I didn't really have a good answer. And I wasn't able to get them back in some sort of bottle return program in hopes of, you know, sanitizing and refilling and getting them back out there. Once that those few steps were not working, I really had that fork in the road moment of, do I continue with this business and do something that's not really filling in alignment with who I want to be? Or do I quit this business and look mm -hmm. for something that resonates more with me? And the only way that I could see getting out of the business was to say, it's because I have to keep using a plastic bottle. So if I was going to make those changes, then I had to figure out a way to take my liquid products that I was making 
and eliminate the plastic packaging that it came in. But I didn't know how to do, I don't come from some laboratory or chemistry background. You know, I was in law. That's, I was a paralegal for years working in that corporate environment. So I didn't know if I could do it. All I knew is that I was curious enough and I'm usually a solution oriented kind of person of let me try to figure something out. And I said, okay, let me see if I can turn these liquid products into something where I don't have to push a plastic bottle. And that's what I did. I spent a few years, probably a lot of money, (laughs) a lot of time, a lot of headache and reformulated and tinkered away with these different ingredients and figured out that I could turn like a liquid laundry detergent into a paste form or more of a solid form that could simply be packaged and sold in a small, thin cardboard box, much like a deck of cards, a deck of playing Mm -hmm. cards, you know, and it's no bigger than that. Actually, it's the same size. And that little bar can dissolve to make a gallon of liquid laundry detergent, a gallon of liquid hand soap. Those things made huge impact in my business because I realized that not only has I have I solved a huge problem that I didn't know whether I'd be able to overcome, but that I could now continue on with this business that I did have faith in. I did want it to, you know, prosper and be all the things that I had envisioned for it. I mean, Quite honestly, I started out, I thought I wanted to be just like seventh generation. You know, they were like this great cleaning product that I used at home and I saw them everywhere. And they were a global impact when it came to going more natural. But it's funny along the way when when you really start to look at who you are and what your vision is, or maybe even more important, what your values are. Do they actually align with those people that we think we want to be? And I think that allows us to finally stand in our own voice and stand in our own ground and say, no, I'm going to be like this. And this may not be mainstream, but this is ju- this is going to be good. This is going to make changes. This is going to be very positive for whatever it is that your business serves, whether it serves people or services or you know, it can really be a magnificent change when you start to stand in your own. But it takes those moments of questioning your strength and your knowledge and whether you have the ability to do it. I didn't think I could do it. I guess I just wasn't willing to give up at the moment. That's the thing. I think sometimes we all need a little bit of determination in our business because that helps us realize that, yeah, we might have hit, you know, a challenge or found something that we need to resolve, but we have that determination and we make it through. And also, I think one of the things that inspires me about your story is, you know, when we all end up at those kind of forks in the road in our businesses, we start to create a track record of learning that we can accomplish great things in our business. So yes, that first obstacle, that first one feels real painful, can feel very difficult. And sometimes it's hard to like see over it or around it or past it. But I love what you're sharing today with us because once I think many of us get through one of those initial challenges, it can become the motivation to take on that next big thing. Because all businesses, have challenges, and we all have opportunities to expand, especially when you mentioned the idea of making sure that we have a sustainable business. Because I think for a lot of people, we start with the 
idea of a business, which can sometimes feel a little more glamorous than the reality yeah. of a business. Yeah. So the more we get closer to those realities and we are challenged by these items, I think we can really start to get grounded and our businesses can take a really big turn towards not just profitability, but a turn, like you said, towards those really key values, some distinguishing features about a business and can also build an amazing following because you start to connect with your customers in a whole different way. Like what was the experience when you made some of these changes? Did you get some initial feedback? Did you get ideas from people? How did you maybe use or leverage customer feedback to kind of guide how you should be packaging your products, how you should be moving forward or making changes in your business? Well, initially, you know, it was the response of, oh, this is great. You know, it was, imagine me going to a store and telling that store owner, okay, instead of you having to put this big gallon jug of liquid on your shelf to sell, you're going to put this little box. Like I said, it's no bigger than a deck of playing cards, right? So this is, Mm -hmm. you're freeing up all this shelf space and, you know, that's their money space. So it was received so well when it came to my customers. I think that for me, the harder part was to say, am I in over my head? What am I doing? How am I going to now produce this? See, there's, then there's, because sometimes solving one problem opens up the door for a plethora of other problems that we never saw coming. So then it was to me, okay, great. Now I'm doing this very untraditional thing. How do I how do I keep up with production? How do I even do production? How do I set it up? I didn't know any of those things yet. So it was, the to answer your question, the customer response was really great. And then when I started getting that kind of feedback through social media, you know, I mean, we're going back well over five years ago, you know, that I really made that change. So I wasn't using social like kind of we are today. Yes. But getting that feedback, even from my customers through emails and stuff, was really powerful to know that not only were they appreciating that this product still worked, they were also seeing the value of, wow, I'm not throwing this big old plastic jug away every 30 days or, you know, every two months buying another big jug. I could just refill it. Like it made sense. It didn't take much for people to say, yeah, this, this seems better. And as long as things work for people, then they're going to start, you know, that saying, vote with your dollars, right? That they're going to start putting that money into Tangi as opposed to other bigger brands because they see that point of value for themselves and it continues to work for them. Perfect. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. That value piece is, is so huge when, you know, when we think about our products and services, how they really have to deliver and when they do the feedback and the response from customers can really just be such a a beautiful thing. Now, as you've, you know, been making changes, one thing I heard when you were talking is about how long it took for you to make these changes. And I bring this up because for a lot of people, we don't realize that things don't maybe move as fast as we'd like. Like I love 30 day plans and 90 day plans. And, you know, I'm all about, you know, (laughs) figuring out what I'm going to get done. But often to shift our businesses, to grow our businesses, to scale our businesses, it can take some time. Can you maybe talk about how do you pace yourself and kind of, you know, manage that patience 
that growing a business and growing a business, especially in a very unique way, what it takes to get there and maybe how do you keep yourself motivated, engaged when you know that you have to be in it for the long, for the long term? Well, I definitely am not the right person to ask that question to. (laughs) I, I mean, I guess like a lot of people, I want, I expected business to be much further along than it was. And for a business like mine, who is looking really at sustainability and the end user waste that happens, quite honestly, I say to myself more than a dozen times a week, it would be a lot easier not to care. And I mean that in all sincerity, that if I didn't care about animal testing or, you know, plastic packaging or what is that, what is my customer going to do with this box now that they're done with it? If I didn't care about ingredients or trying to be, it'd be so much easier. I could just be whipping together some products, putting them in very traditional packaging, which are readily available and putting them up on store shelves. But it's not what I want to do. I want to build something that is sustainable, not beyond the sense of building a sustainable business that is profitable and has processes and can move without me, you know, pulling every string. Mm-hmm. I want it to be sustainable in the fact that it's also helping people. It's it's getting them away from um, inundating themselves with chemicals that that a lot of it we don't even have control over. They just come into our environment naturally. So if we can take control over certain areas of our life and eliminate that, that to me is is a good choice that we can all make. So I want to help facilitate people in doing that. And so when I say sustainable, it also means what are we doing to the earth with, with our product or our service? How are we bringing some value back to a planet that's, that sustains my life? How am I adding to the life of the planet. And I think that those words do not go unheard these days. It, you barely have to watch 20 minutes of any news program to hear about the latest reports that are coming out about the planet and our temperatures are rising. I mean, we're all busy. We are all, you know, wanting things to be convenient and we want to just go out and do live the life that we want to live. But the lifestyle we have had for a long time is now showing up in these very terrible ways and it's not going to fix itself. So if I can do a little part and in the back end of my business, reduce some of the waste that gets brought forward by my customers using my product, then I have that obligation. And that's only an obligation that I've set on myself. I only hope that more manufacturers and product developers and people like myself who want to bring these natural products to market or any product to market, that we start putting more weight on those, you know, at the end use of the product. Absolutely. And I think that's the key with a lot of the change that we're trying to all influence in our world is, you know, kind of leading by example, you know, being Sometimes you have to be a trailblazer, like obviously yourself, (laughs) you've been. And sometimes it's also just making people think differently about it. Because your point about all all of us being busy, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in what we have to get done or what we haven't gotten done that we don't get that perspective on this is our world, this is our home. And if we don't take care of it, 
You mean we're going to be in trouble. We're going to have problems and we're already experiencing it. Yeah. Um, especially with both of us being here in Florida, we can feel it with everything that's happening, even just you know, from a weather standpoint, you can see all of the changes that have been happening even around the globe that, you know, we really have to lead the way. And that's why I get so excited to be able to talk about this from a business standpoint, because from my perspective, businesses are often perpetuating these kind of habits that we have. Yeah. And if businesses aren't a part of that change, it's harder for the consumer to change. It's harder for us to say, we want better. But if we don't have businesses change, and well, some may not change, I think the key is that we need individuals like yourself to drive that change as well. And it does kind of go back with what you said earlier about pacing ourselves as business owners. And one one part for me is that I had to learn to write down my like top three for the day. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of the Michael Hyatt uh, planner. <laughs> to me, it just narrows down my day of let me write down my top three things and let me try to accomplish those three things. I know it sounds ridiculous it, for people who don't understand that concept. Even for me, the early, I was like three things a day. I need to be getting a dozen things done a day. But a lot of times those three things can have six or 12 steps that it takes to accomplish that. And we don't normally think of those things when we're like, okay, I need to write a blog post. That doesn't just mean sit down and you do that one thing, right? There's a lot of parts to it. Yeah. So for me, finding that pacing myself is also in those top three, making sure that it's exercise, it's taking a lunch break, it's scheduling myself off on Sunday. Like those things are just as important of all the things that I'm doing in my business, because if I'm not keeping my foundation strong, which it is whittled down every day by the tasks of business and feeling like I'm in over my head with some things that I'm doing, it's only because I lack the confidence in that space. Maybe it's new, maybe I'm in a growth phase and it's really uncomfortable and I'm not liking it, but those are the, those are the moments that we have to get through. And a lot of times those are the moments that are whittling down at our foundation. And I find that if I'm not keeping up with my planner and I'm not reminding myself to do those things because I'm more of like a, a a driven person, you know, it's like, okay, I'm just going to get this stuff done and get through my, you know, but it can't be like that. There has to be some balance and it's not always easy to obtain. I have to work at it and remind myself that my daily three is not all about business. My daily three has to some more than not include something about caring for myself, my health, you know, my husband, my family, my friends, making that social time. Those things are just as important as the business, but we can easily get lost in the hurry up and let's get it done and let's get successful and let's make sales and let's do profit and all the things that come with, you know, building a, a successful business for ourselves. Absolutely. And I think it even goes to what you were talking about earlier. Like we talked about the values that influence the product. But there's also the values that influence how you work, the values in how you treat yourself. Because, you know, when we get those values in line, then we also pass those same kind values onto people who work for us. You know, we pass those same kind values on to partners and vendors, and it makes really working with brands and individuals a better experience. 
and we can still be assertive. We can and still be, maybe assertive isn't the word I want to use. We can still be driven. driven. We can still be individuals that are ambitious. That's the word I was really looking for. But at the same time, we can do it in a way where we're kind to ourselves. We can do it in a way that we replenish ourselves. And we can do it in a way where we're also taking the time, because that's one of the things I've been working on this year, is really making sure I'm taking the time to develop out the culture I want in my business. Mm. So when I have team members or hire people or people interact with people beyond myself, that there's a different experience that they have. It's not just the goal and the thing to get done, but the journey that it takes to get there, well, it can be stressful and, you know, it just has the the nature of what propels us forward. But the idea is that we do it as a team, we do it together and we pace ourselves, like you said. So as we, I guess, look forward, as we move forward in your business, what's new? What's going on now? Because I know as many of us start our businesses, there's current challenges. Yeah. But as we're, you know, and then we get into that phase where we have to change and shift our businesses. But what's happening now that you're working on or what's a new project that's maybe putting you in that stretchy space again? Well, definitely the new project is or or. The is that we just opened up a warehouse. We have a mm-hmm. Tangy distribution center in Mount Dora, Florida. And so not only am I able to take more control over how our products are shipped out, how they're managed when they're in inventory, you know, making sure that we're not putting a lot of plastic packaging and wasteful shipping supplies in those packages that are going out. We've taken that control back as a company and it feels so good. Now there's a whole bunch of learning curves and experiences that are coming with running a warehouse, but I'm always looking to expand my knowledge. So to me, it's like, okay, I don't understand this part. Let me go to YouTube. Let me seek out somebody who is doing this, who's forward on the path than I am. And let me see what I can maybe take from them that will apply to my business and will help me overcome that issue. So the warehouse, as exciting as it is, is also, you know, leaving me feeling on some days, what have I done? You know, I've added more stress to my life. I've bitten off more than I can handle. But those days are fortunately fewer and far between as we're getting into a rhythm there. But really, I think the most exciting part of not only Tangi having control over what we ship out is that I can now offer this as a service to my customers. So customers that I white label for or private label for, or even like a drop shipping client can now inventory their their products with us. They know that we are doing our very best in being, you know, low waste, working our best to not use any of the, you know, plastic tapes and always forward thinking and researching options for labels and, you know, minimizing those kind of areas that most third-party fulfillment companies do not care about, quite honestly. They're looking to move through the masses of products and shipments because that's where they're making their money. And I get that we all have to be profitable. But again, my value stands on trying to be sustainable for the planet in addition to myself as a business. So I'm really excited that we've made this commitment to, to the new warehouse And quite honestly, it came out of a total tragedy that happened with the company that I was with for the last three years who was doing my fulfillment. So sometimes we do have to take those moments of, 
wow, how, how am I going to come out of this? You know, and, and these high levels of doubt and just be open to hearing things that are coming in. Doesn't mean we have to act on everything that's coming in at that moment when you're feeling less than capable, but just be open to knowing. I know this will sound a little woohoo, but be open to the fact that the universe has some answers for you. You just have to be willing to have your ears open and listen. And that's what I did. And I took that leap of faith with the warehouse. Yeah. So it's really exciting time right now. So first off, just congratulations. I know we talked about it before, but it is just so exciting to hear about that because, you know, it's such a next amazing evolution in your business. Also, it's amazing that you have the ability to have it local and close to you, which I think is really exciting about it. At least gets me excited about it. And I also just want to commend you on making the leap. I think for many of us, you know, we get to those crossroads, we get to those places in our businesses, and it's hard to know, should we take a step forward or should we wait? You know, that confidence sometimes that we need to say, I know this is going to be hard. I know it's going to be different. Like you said, there's going to be a lot of unknowns or late night YouTube videos. It's going to be expensive. Like, how am I going to pay for that every month? Can I really afford? I mean, that's, you know, from that perspective, it's pretty overwhelming kind of saying, okay, am I going to take on another bill, another electric bill, another internet bill, another, but there has to be that faith moment. And when I really thought about whether I could go forward with this, I reminded myself that I had other faith moments along my way. And I did jump in the deep end of the pool a couple of times and I didn't drown. So I think that we have to remember that we learned to swim a long time ago and we might take that for granted now, but we'll, we'll make it. We'll be able to swim and keep our head above water. And so at the same time, you can't always remember those things alone. So it's important to have community. <laughs> Yes. Like I didn't obviously sit by myself in my office and think of all these things. It was a matter of sharing my feelings with my partner, with my friends who I knew I could either just vent to, because sometimes that's important. You're not looking for answers. You just need somebody to vent it out to. And then also talk to other people who have a similar scenario or are in business that can relate to these anxieties and these stressful moments that you're having maybe for the first time, because maybe this is the first time you're having that particular experience. So, you know, people to lean on, they're important. Absolutely. That support system is so, so, so vital and so key. So if people want to get in touch with you, if people want to support you, if people are excited as I am about, you know, the new warehouse and really all these great things that are happening, how do they get in touch how website, URL, social media, should they go visit so that they can buy, buy, buy and support you? (laughs) That sounds great. Um, So I'm available at Angie at wastefreeproducts.com. Of course, I regularly give out my cell phone number. I encourage people to text me, to call me. I don't think that we should be that disconnected. Not everything needs to be on chat or not everything needs to be on the email. So Certainly, if somebody has a question, reach out to me directly. My number is 954-439-0310. Again, that number is 954-439-0310. You can always find us on social media. I think like all of us, we're out there, Instagram, Facebook at wastefreeproducts.com. 
But what I want people to do is to learn, whether it's in your business or whether it's in your personal life, learn ways, easy ways to reduce your own waste. And I don't care whether it's food waste, packaging waste, whatever it is. So go to wastefreepledge.com and download a free copy of my book. I wrote about a hundred page book on going plastic free room by room. And it's simply from my experiences and all the research that I've done to take that knowledge and build my business with it. But more importantly, that I've also used some of those, what I've learned along the way as new habits for myself to better those things that I put in and around my body. So go to wastefreepledge.com and you can download the book for free and see what kind of changes you can make to better your own scenario around yourself. Perfect. Well, thank you, Angie, for taking a little bit of time out of your day to, you know, not just share your story, share what you're doing, but also just, you know, let us know and remind us of some of the things about running our business. I think sometimes it's just great to hear, you know, others, you know, about that support system, you know, about pacing ourselves that we've talked about and really some of the key items about values. I find as an entrepreneur, you know, you know those things in the back of your head or you've read about them or heard about them, but sometimes we need a reminder yeah, which can help us kind of retool or sometimes get out of a rut <laughs> that we might be happening. Um, so I'm hoping today's session has maybe done that for someone. So before we wrap up um, the interview today, do you have any final words of wisdom, anything you'd recommend for someone who's maybe been running their business for a while and they need to make a change or they've been affected by everything that's going on in the pandemic? Or if you just have some general entrepreneurial advice, I'd love to share that with our audience before we wrap up. I think my, at least for me this year, is I'm starting to take note of every quarter, how are the professional services that I'm utilizing and paying for, how are they bringing value? And it's almost like doing a, you know, with an employee, you would do like an annual review with an employee. I'm scaling it down to every quarter and analyzing all the professional services that I'm using. So I feel like as we're becoming more of this gig economy and we're hiring people to do these individual jobs that we might get in a rut with them and not realizing that they're maybe either they are bringing all the value to the table and maybe even more. And we should take a moment to recognize them for that and show our gratitude to them that, man, I'm so grateful for all that you're doing and you're rising to these occasions and let them know that. And then secondly, maybe they're not bringing everything that was expected. And sometimes that's accountability that you need to either share with them that you're, you know, that you're not getting what you want out of this, or you need to start looking for somebody else who will fill all the avenues or, you know, expectations that you have and not just take those things for granted. We can easily get stuck in that routine because we get so busy, especially as a solopreneur or somebody with a smaller team that you kind of are losing focus of really all the tasks that everybody's supposed to be doing. So I'm just scaling it down to every quarter so that the year doesn't get by. And I'm realizing I should have made a change maybe in quarter two, not quarter four. Perfect. That's great advice. Definitely. It makes sure you have that transparency. And like you said, yeah. sometimes it's just a simple conversation around accountability or an opportunity that someone that knows your brand, knows your business, you know, has worked with you. Maybe it's an opportunity to expand with someone who's you know, been an amazing talent in one area 
maybe it's time to look at them expanding to a new area. So wonderful, wonderful advice. Thank you so much for joining us live today. Thank you so much for sharing. And also, you know, keep us up to date on all the things that are happening, all the changes that you're making and the lessons that you're learning, because I really feel like for our community, it's very, very helpful to hear how we're all moving forward to make not only this world a better place, but also be better entrepreneurs and really bring kind of values to, you know, the business world, which I think are are definitely needed. Yeah. And I think by, you know, what you're doing, it allows us like right now, I would love to find a mentor who is about three years ahead of me on the path. You know, somebody who's kind of in my niche because they kind of understand more of how we're thinking as well. And I think by what you're doing, by showcasing business owners and and where our trouble spots are, where we're, we're thriving, that we can maybe find that mentor who is who would bring us value because like personally for me, if somebody were to call me and ask me a question and they do send me emails, other business owners asking questions, I am more than happy to take the time to do it. And I got to believe there's people in front of me who feel the same way. I just haven't found, I just haven't found that person yet or those people. I shouldn't even say that person. It will be multiple people along the way to kind of answers those specific questions that I have. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how you, how you said it, you know, that, you know, it's, it's next, you know, it hasn't happened yet um, because sometimes, you know, it's, you know, conversations like this, sometimes it's a post or even a recommendation. I just noticed Todd stopped by. Sorry, Todd, I missed your message earlier showing some love um, and also just making a recommendation around, you know, finding a mentor or board or directors, I know a lot of people have done it that way in their businesses, but, you know, the ideas and when you have those board of directors, sometimes you get a little bit of different things from each of those groups or, or, or advisory board or so forth. So just wanted to share, you know, Todd's message and so glad, Todd, that you showed up and said hello and also shared the love for, you know, for the, these amazing products that Angie and the team are making. Thanks, Todd. So with that, we're going to wrap up today's session. Thank you. Thank you, everyone who joined us live, whether you made a comment or not, whether you are watching as a replay or listening to us on our podcast. We so appreciate you stopping by. We hope today's session was inspirational, no matter where you are on your journey, because we find that sharing, talking, and also opening up a little bit about what's happening inside our businesses. It's just a great way how we can all help each other. So everyone take care and I'll see you in our next interview. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Pivot, our vegan business interview podcast. This is recorded as a live streaming session. So I hope you'll join us for future interviews as well. We offer these interviews to help vegan entrepreneurs stay connected with the vegan business community. If you're interested in more in-depth insights or training, please consider subscribing to one of our premium podcasts, Going Solo or Fix It. Visit veganmainstream.com to learn more or click on the links in the show notes.